Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Stay 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 Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy back at it again. Let me get my headphones on. I got it. I got it. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Rico Report brought to you by the Buffalo Fanatics, the official Bills podcast to fan sighted. Let's go. You want to catch the book? You want to catch our podcast? Y'all got it. Y'all know what to do. Everything's going to be up and ready to go. Fan sided. Let's go. Hey, schedule is coming out Thursday. We already know who our opponents are. We just got to find out where the fight is going to be. And we bring the fight to them. Whether they come home to us or we go to them, the fight is on. I'm telling you right now, it's redemption year. There's a lot of things we've got to handle. A lot of people we got to talk to. A lot of teams that we got to repay. We got to repay some visits to some people, man. Chiefs being one of them. Titans being another. Let's go. It's the Rico Report. It's the Buffalo Fanatics. Let's go. Welcome, folks. Let me jump right into it, man. We we got some news. We got some news. Uh, one of our long, our longest tenured Bills players, and Jerry Hughes, Jerry uh, was recently uh, signed by the Houston Texans. Good on him. As much as people want to talk and say, "Hey, man, Jerry Hughes, you know, lost a step, this down the third. Listen, that comes with age. The older you get, I mean, the less, the less, less, the less bump you have in your step. You know what I mean? The less, the less, you know what I mean? The less vigor you may have. And some people are different. But at that position that he plays, it's just what it is. But I'm actually very glad to, to hear and know that he's going to the Texans. He's going home, if you will. The TCU grad. Now with the Texans. Good on him. Hey, guess what? He's not only going there on his own. Mario Addison is joining my man in Houston. So it's going to be those two guys duking it out. And, hey, if both guys can make the roster, good on them. Good on them. But chances are they're battling one another. That'll be interesting. That'll be fun. But good on Jerry Hughes, man. You never want to see I mean, a, a guy that was been with the team, has wanted success. I mean, it's no different than with Kyle Williams. We wanted Kyle Williams to at least taste success with the Bills. Luckily for him, he got one year of tasting success and going to a playoff game. At least we gave him that. But fan, it's it's a, it's really tough. It's really tough when you have your guy that you've been watching for a long time, rooting for a long time, and you never really were able to give him the big one. But at least we can say Jerry Hughes was a big start, an uptick, an uptick to 
what this defense needed. I mean, come on, fam. Like, we didn't really have anything going on that on that pass rush for a while until Jerry Hughes came through. And then we had, you know what I mean? We had Mario, Mario Williams was on the squad. Man, boy, was that defensive line something. It was something. And let's not forget Marcel Darius. Speaking of Marcel Darius, Marcel Darius has got a shot with the Ravens. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. So it's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting. I got to I gotta give a big shout out to my man, Scott Van Lu. Scotty, I love you, man. You've been you've been a loyal cat, man, and I and and a, a, a viewer. You've been viewing, you've been watching this for a long time, and you've been supporting us for a long time. Shout out to you, and I love these, man. Here's a Rico, man. Good evening. Just wanted to let you know, Sonny Michelle got traded to Miami on a one year deal. Well, two two point nine, we'll call it three mil. And Jerry Hughes traded to the Texans. Well, Jerry Hughes to the signs of the Texans on a multi year deal. I mean, I don't know what the uh, what the what they signed him to, but. If, it, if it's a multi-year deal, then you know he's going to be there for a while. So that's good. Good on Jerry Hughes, for real. Good on Jerry Hughes. Shout out to my man, Billy Scott. Tighten up. You know we're coming for that ass. I'm telling you right now, we've got business to take care of. And what's beautiful about this is we've got Daquan Jones. That's going to be on our squad this time. So King Henry, <laughs> I don't know if he's going to have that middle to run up and try to find a scene like he did last year. The Quan is going to be, you know what I mean? Tim Settle, Ed Oliver, we, we're going to bound together. We're going to bond together and, and, and shore up that middle. And if you want to try the outside, your choice, because you got Von Miller's waiting for your ass. I don't know. It's your choice. Your choice, King Henry. You know what I'm saying? So good luck. <laughs> good luck. I mean, you guys have the edge. I mean, you, you got us on that last second slip of Josh Allen. And you know what I mean? And we'll call it, we'll call it, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that, my man, Billy Scott. But, yo, we, you know we're going to be ready. We're going to be ready for sure. Uh, another super chat from my man, Scott Van Lue, comes in and says, hey, I found out, Rico, that one of our prank time games, our primetime games, it's a second week for the season. A home against Tennessee primetime game on Monday night. Hey, yo, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about it just a little bit. But we got, we got a, a fun show tonight, man. Uh, I got a fun show for you guys. It's going to be, uh, we're going to be getting into storylines, right? Off-season you know how tough it is, man. It, it's it's not a whole lot going on, but there are still some some storylines that we need to address and we need to talk about. And uh, who better to bring it to you than your boy Rico, man? So uh, let's get into the schedule talk first and foremost. Let's get into the schedule talk. This uh, schedule is going to be broken out tomorrow. Uh, typically, I'm not I'm not usually live on Wednesdays, but when you work the overnight shift, man, sometimes it kicks your butt. And as much as I want to be on here and giving you all the goods, brother needs some sleep, man. And I got kids to take care of and daddy's got to be around. You feel me? So, uh, and this is the beauty, the beautiful thing of, you know what I mean? Doing your own thing and owning your own stuff. Move it to the next day and let's, let's call it a day. And I, I appreciate you guys tuning in. So that being said, this schedule, doubleheader Monday nighter. I'm really glad, number one, that we're the first game. That's let's get that out of the way. We're the first game. Every all eyes are going to be on the Bills. All right. Now, what a way to start off home Monday night. You know what I'm saying? We don't know what week, week one's going to bring us. We're probably going to be on the road. But boy, oh boy, is this going to be a tone setter? This is a tone. I don't know who week one is. I hope they, if the, if the, the schedule landlords, you know what I'm saying? Set this up the way it should be set up. Give us, you know what I'm saying? Give us the give us the Jaguars first week so we can repay them for that loss that we had no business losing. 
Let's 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 beat down the Jags. Give us the Jags first week. I don't know if they they've already set up this Jags somewhere. Give us the Jags the first week, and then we go into week two, Monday night. I don't know how it's gonna play out, but we are gonna find out. But boy, oh boy, I gotta say this, man. There's gonna be a lot of primetime games this year for us, man. And I like it. I'm a big fan of it. And I, I'm 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 a little torn though. I'm a, I'm gonna be real. I'm a little I'm a little torn on this, and it has nothing to do with me not loving the primetime games. I love the primetime games. All eyes on our guys, and we get to see we get to see them all day every. Like, listen, man, we're gonna at least have three, at least three primetime games. Now, here's where I have an issue with it. This is a personal issue for for the night workers, right? Those that work the overnights or even the evenings, right? The three to elevens, the four to midnights, you know what I'm saying? The eight to eights or whatever the case, whatever y'all do. I'm a midnight to eight worker, right? That kills me. That kills me because now I've got to make a decision. I got to, I'm a, and I'm a, I don't know about you guys. I'm a hoarder of personal days. My black ass is going into work. You know what I'm saying? No questions, if no and ifs or buts. But when my bills are playing, I got to burn them things, man. And I, listen. <laughs> I'm gonna be burning a lot, at least four of them things, man. Golly. Not pleased about that. Not pleased about that. But it is fun. It is fun that we get to see our guys on prime time. I can't even, I can't even front. I'm actually excited for it. And we've got a lot. And thing is, like, this is payback year, man. I feel like this is payback year. There are teams that we lost to that like we need to get them back. We need to get them back. And I'm not, and I'm I'm not, I'm here for it. So I don't know who they're gonna give us week one. Maybe it's the Rams. I don't know. I heard could it, it could be the Thursday nighter. I have I, I I'm not too sure. But man, give us something that we can, you know what I mean? Let's let's let's, let's dip our toes in it. Dip our toes in it. Get all the kinks out with, against a team that, you know what I mean? Like the Jags. We get the repay bin, and then we go into week two against the Titans. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But I'm actually excited. I'm actually excited, and we we are going to have uh a fun year. This is gonna be a special year, man. This is going to be a special year. By the way, I got I to gotta say this to y'all, man. I'm going back, and, and I just watched the embedded um, the embedded uh, episode, the newest episode, and they were, you know what I mean? They kind of go through, you know, who they drafted. And the Bills did a really good job with their episode. I was watching the Titans, not the Titans one. Was it the Titans one? I was watching, I, I, can't, I can't remember who the, the other one I was watching. Colts. I was watching the embedded of Colts. I don't know what they call theirs, but theirs was really well done, too. So I looked at the Bills, and the Bills did a really freaking damn good job. A good job. And I'm excited about these draft picks, man. But one in particular, I don't know why that I'm excited about. That's that's Terrell Bernard. I don't know, man. At first, I was like, yo, who is this cat? And the more I'm kind of looking at the stuff and looking at the film and seeing what people are talking about and, and how he's spoken about, I'm actually a big fan of this Terrell Bernard fan. I'm actually excited to see what he's and, and I feel that he's going to be one of those under the radar guys that we absolutely love. We absolutely love when he gets in. He's going to make a play or two where we're like, who the heck was that? Oh, shoot. That was Terrell Bernard. Let's go. They saw something in Terrell Bernard. So I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm not going to front. I'm actually looking very much forward to seeing what the what this draft class is going to bring to this Bills team. 
I'm I'm really I, listen, I, and I'm 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 getting over the hump on this whole James Cook thing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm starting to kind of like, all right, let me see what this let, let's let me envision what what this 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 RB is gonna bring to the Bills. I I did a lot of of like more deep diving and watching his games and seeing, I mean, seeing how he's done and seeing it. And I see, I see what they see. And him coupled with Devin Singletary, I'm I'm actually very interested in seeing how that's gonna play out. And I'm not sleeping on, on Zach Moss, but that's going to be more when we start talking about uh, our storylines. All right. So, um, but yeah, man, this Terrell Bernard character, man, woo, I'm actually looking forward to it. Not go front. I'm not going to front. I'm going to keep it buck. I'm actually looking pretty, pretty damn, I'm, pretty, I'm looking forward to it. So let's get into it. Our storylines, the off-season storylines that, that's got people talking, that's going to have people talking. And, uh, and, it, and I've got five of them. I got five of them that are worthy enough for us to kind of discuss and, and really go through. And uh, not, not, not really by ranking per se, but I somewhat ranked them to see like what's the least, least, I mean, sought after storyline to probably the one that is the, that's got people mostly talking. All right. So let me get my notes up and here we go. So number five. Ken Dorsey has an offensive coordinator. Now, it's not getting as much traction as it should. In my opinion, I think it should. I think we're all super excited about this offense, super excited about the pieces we have on this offense uh, and what we were able to do as an offense last year. We were, we were one of the best offenses in the game. We will continue to be one of the best offenses in the game. Why? Because we got Josh Allen. Let's keep it a buck. We got Josh Allen. We got number 17. And when you have number 17 on your team, there's not a whole lot of people can do. He can literally take over a game if he wants to. If he wants to, he can take over. And when Josh Allen is in Josh Allen mode, when he's in rageful Josh Allen, fam, get out of his way and let him do what he does. There's nothing you can do about it. Absolutely nothing. When he starts showing teeth, when he starts getting your face, and he starts doing all of this, trying to give you, you know what I'm saying, the Razor Ramon, he starts doing that to you, Get out the man's way. It's a wrap. <laughs> there ain't a whole lot you can do. The only thing you can do is if he loses the damn coin flip. If we're going to be real. If we want to call it sicko mode, he gets into sicko mode. Sure. Josh Gallen gets into a zone. He gets into this rageful zone where he only sees red. It's over. You saw Miami Dolphins. Creeps out, makes a move. He makes two guys miss. That's Josh Allen, rageful, sickle mode. I don't know what. We're going to have to find a mode that we call that guy. When Josh Allen gets into that, that thing he does, we got to call it something. We're going to figure it out. We can probably figure it out on this show. We got to figure it out. Sickle mode is one thing I like. I'm, 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 not, I'm, not, I'm not mad at that. But Josh Allen gets into these. He sees red. He fini. It's over with. Ask Van Oy what happened. Vanoy tried to try to I don't know what Vanoy was thinking. Boy, you got stiff on into the ground and my man kept going. When you 6'5, 240, there's not a whole lot you can do. So I'm excited about that. When you have Josh Allen in your squad, I'm excited about that. But who's calling plays? Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey has never called plays before. So there's pros and cons to this whole Ken Dorsey situation. First time being an OC. 
He's going to be the man calling plays. Are you excited about it? I'm not excited. But I'm not hating either because there's, there's, like there's a sense of like, I'm excited, but I'm not excited. And I'm, I'm trying to find the, the, the middle ground for this because I like the fact that we're going to get an, a new opportunity from Ken Dorsey. He's had four years to sit and mentor and be in the same room as Josh Allen, but also learning from Brian Dable. Brian Dable has been in the game a while. He's a vet. He knows. Collegiate level, he's, he's known that. So if Ken Dorsey is a student of the game, if he's a student of, of knowing that at one, point, at one point he wanted to be the offensive coordinator, you know he's got it in him. But did you learn enough from what Josh Allen is good at, what he does best, right? Putting our team in position. Did you learn enough from the mistakes of Dable? When Dable starts to get too cute, you guys know what it is. When Dable pulls a, 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 a series where you're like, what, what, the, what the heck was that? We just wasted that series. Run up the gut, flea flicker, <laughs> and something else, and you're like, whoa, 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 that's not in the playbook. What the hell happened there? I'm exaggerating when I say this, but you know, there are at least once a game, there's a series of play calls where you're like, what in the heck was that? Like, it was uninspiring. So did... Ken Dorsey learned from those moments when Dable was the man calling plays. Here's what I'd like to know. Is Ken Dorsey going to be on the field or is he going to be up in the booth? I'm curious about that. I'd love to, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if, if it's been already said. Uh, if anybody does know, let me know. But I'm actually looking, to, I'm looking forward to seeing if he's going to be a hands-on OC where he gets to sit there and really talk to, to Josh Allen. Instead of him going onto the phone or getting a, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm curious about that. But when looking at what this new offensive coordinator is going to give us, it is going to be interesting. Never calling plays ever before, but you've been in the room. You kind of you know what Josh likes. And you saw for yourself what didn't work. So how will you tweak? That's what I'm curious about. What are you going to bring to this offense that's going to tweak what we've done? We know... Dable's offense was predominantly 10 personnel, 11 personnel. You know what I'm saying? One running back. You kind of knew that was, that's, what's, that's, that's, that's how it's going to be played. And then the, the, the odd wrinkle here and there. But you had one tight end that you say you can count on. You had Sweeney that it was, you know what I'm saying, an in and out type of guy. But no real second threat at tight end. Well, let's change that up. Now you got O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard is not an in-and-out guy. That's a guy that if you put him in position, he will make plays for you. So the question, to, question for, for all fans is now, are we going to start seeing two tight end sets? You know what I'm saying? Or we'll, we'll have, which I just had an interview with, um, with Reggie Gillen, not just, just last week, right? What are we, so are we going to see a lot more Reggie Gillian with a two tight end set? Are we going to be more bully ball? Right? So this is where a different mindset, a different OC comes into play. But you have to always keep in mind where number 17 is and what number 17 likes. So this offense this year is going to be very interesting. There's going to be uh, an aftertaste of Dable on this squad, which, which is great. You want that. You want, you want, you wanna, you want uh, Dable's influence 
to stay in the locker room. You want Dable's influence to stay in, in the play call. You do, because that's, that's had it successful. The last couple of years has had us very successful. The first year, I remember I wanted, I wanted Dable out of here. I was like, get this bum out of here. I was adamant about that. And that came around. And I think between him and Josh Allen getting to know one another, knowing exactly what, what, uh, what they both like, it was great. Now, the one, the one thing that stands out to me is that how close Dable and Josh were. That's gone now. Right. There were times where Josh knew what Dable was thinking. Dable knew what Josh was thinking and they were in sync. This is where Ken Dorsey is going to have to develop that. If they already have that, wonderful. But they're going to have to develop that where I know what you're thinking. You know what I'm thinking. OK, we're on the same page. Let's roll. Because if those radios run out and you're like, I can't hear what the play is, you got to know what your OC, how your OC thinks. OK, in this play, we're, we're what? We're second and seven. Okay, this is the, these are the typical plays that we call. I got this. Boom. Now, Josh going into year five, he's earned that. He's definitely earned that. He's able to do all those things. So this is why I'm not too worried about having new offensive coordinator in Dorsey calling plays because you have number 17. The one, another factor that plays into it is that Josh Allen has been fortunate enough. Not a lot of quarterbacks have that, Right. Go talk to, you know what I mean, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Baker Mayfield has different coaches, different offensive coordinators. In, in like you, it's That's the nature of the business. Sometimes it's going to happen that way. When you have a front office that has stayed and remained together, has given you continuity, that is huge in the development of Josh Allen. A lot of people want to talk about, oh, we'll just do what the Bills did. Well, hold on now. Just don't forget, we've kept everything intact for Josh Allen, for him to have success. Could you imagine if there was in and out? of coordinators, in and out of head coach, in and out of fam. That's going to, I mean, if you're, if you are ready for that and you, you have the mental fortitude to, to deal with that, good on you. We have been in a position where we've been, we haven't had that. So the, the, the pro in this situation for Ken Dorsey is the fact that he's been around for four years. He's been in the same locker room with Josh Allen for four years. So you, there is, there, there's, there's the continuity right there. So there's got to be some kind of semblance between the two. Of them. I'm, I'm looking forward to that very much so. And at the end of the day, we're gonna have the similar plan of attack, similar plan of attack, and that's what that is what, um, what keeps me excited about it. Remember, I was saying I was excited, but I'm not excited because we got a new offense coordinator. But the play calling and the, 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 the scheme and the everything that made the Bills the Bills offensively, we're going to keep that intact with a bit of sprinkle of nuances, new new, new things, right? Double tight end, more fullback. Maybe we're going to run the ball more with what we have on the offensive line, which we'll get into. But at the end of the day, the one storyline that I think that's going to, I think it's going to come up shortly, you know what I'm saying? Especially with camp coming around. I mean, you know what I mean? A few weeks. And, um, and, then the, and then obviously we're going to have some preseason. I don't know how that's going to go on. We're going to now start to see what, how this really plays out, especially after week one. Week one is when you'll know, okay, this is an issue. This is not the same offense. Or, holy crap, this offense just got better. Holy crap, I have no idea what these bills are going to do. Sometimes they'll get you, you know, six series in a row of 10 and 11 personnel. All of a sudden, you get three, three series in a row of freaking bully ball. I'm excited for that. You, if we can... if 
if Ken Dorsey can keep offenses guessing as to what the heck is going to happen, yo, game over for a lot of defenses. Game over. I'm telling you. We're going to find out. It'll be fun. It'll be very fun. So storyline number five, and we're going to count down to number one, is Ken Dorsey and how he is going to manage this team. And what and how is he going to tweak this offense? How is he going to make it a Ken Dorsey offense and not, oh, yeah, that's just that's just Brian Dable's offense with somebody else running it? Because I'm, I'm sure if it, Ken Dorsey's not going to want that. You feel me? Like, nobody wants that. It's like you're dating, you're dating some girl, and you're like, they don't say, oh, that's Rico's girl. No, 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 no. That's, uh, that's uh, you know what I'm saying? Buddy's ex-girl. Rico's dating Buddy's ex-girl. No, nah, you don't want that. You want to be able to say, that's Ken Dorsey's offense. Not, oh, yeah, Ken Dorsey's running Dable's offense. Man, that you can see the Dable influence on this. Dable, Dable, Dable. Nah, man. Keep Dable's name out your mouth now. It's Ken Dorsey. Don't, don't get slapped up. I'm the man running things now. Respect to you, Mr. Dable, but it's my offense now. And I hope that that's what Kent Dorsey comes in and proves. We'll find out. We shall find out. So that's number five. That is number five there with Ken Dorsey and this offense. How is it going to roll? How is it going to play out? I'm curious to see how that's going to be. All right, moving on. Number four, a recharged O-line. We're not talking about it too much, right? This O-line. And the guys that we brought onto this old line and what this, this new line is going to look like, this is a very different old line than what we had last year, right? Think about it. You had an in and out, constant in and out at guard. You know what I'm saying? Butker, then it's freaking forward. Then it's like, I mean, injuries happen. We get that part, but like, there was just, there was just never like a steady five guys. You know what I mean, a steady five linemen that you knew that it was going to be from left to right. These are your guys. That was in and out. It happens in the game. But we never had that continuity on that line like that. Last four or five games, you saw it and you saw the difference. And, and those four or five games, those were must needed wins. We needed those wins. I don't care what anybody tells me, but at one point we were a wild card team. <laughs> wild to say, but we were a wild card team. And we had four games left that we needed to win. And that's when they decided to tweak the O-line. They added in some dudes. Well, one dude, Ryan Bates, and it made all the difference. It really did. So I'm looking forward to seeing what this O-line is going to do. Because this O-line went from being a unit that had question marks, right? There was question marks all over the place, right? At the beginning of the year, you know what I'm saying? Is, are we going to have Mitch Moore stay healthy? You know what I'm saying? I know that he's got some, some concussion issues, knock on wood. Is he going to be able to stay healthy? Is he going to be great? Cool. Okay, what's going on with, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, John Feliciano? Is he going to come back healthy? Is he this, that, the third? There's a whole bunch of question marks, right? So at this point, less question marks, more, you know what I'm saying, insurance and assurance. As I, Actually, I would say more assurance in this is a freaking solid line that we have this year. I think we went from a good line to an improved line. And if anybody asked questions last year, which was the unit that you had most questions about? And you're like, you, it's not like you were hating this position group, but you, that was the one position group that you had that didn't get better. They were just the same, which then would tend to make you ask questions, right? When you looked at the 
QB room, no issues. Receiver room, no issues. The running back room, we didn't have any issues at the time because we felt really good about Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. So you won't really question things, right? Defensive side of the ball, D-line, we were excited about D-line. We just brought in Greg Russo, right? Okay, we're going to have a decent line. We're going to get after it. Okay. Linebacking crew, we had Milano, two Pro Bowls. I mean, listen, we had guys. Cornerback, we had Trey White. We didn't, really, we didn't question the defensive backfield, but the one position group that we did question was always offensive line. Less questions about the offensive line this year, in my opinion, because we brought in guys that get after it, right? So that being said, looking at this old line, less questions, a little more confidence in this line, right? Roger Saffold being added in as a veteran guy, a guy that mauls you, a guy that's going to open up lanes for our running backs. Huge. This, this is, there's a big difference in what we brought in. You have a very good Ryan Bates. That's a very, he got paid well. And he's a very, he's multiple. He can go across the line. He can go from left guard to right guard. He can even play tackle. You want, you like that versatility. I'm glad that he's going to find a home at right guard. And I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. So we've got a strong left side with Roger Saffold and Deion Dawkins. Mitch Morse is holding it down. Now you got Ryan Bates that we all love. And you got the second year in Spencer Brown. A mauling dude. I'm excited about this old line. How could you not? It's going to be fun to see how this old line and how this offense plays out. And then you add in Dawson Knox and OJ Howard. Damn, I'm, I'm excited myself. I'm getting myself excited for crying out loud. Golly, let's go, man. But Ken Dorsey's got to bring it. He can't, he can't, you know, be timid. He's got to bring it. You got too much power. You got too much, you got too much greatness and, and, and solid offensive pieces on this line for you to, you know what I mean, to be shy about your play calls. Yo, you got to go hard, man. You got to go hard. Keep the freaking, keep your foot on the pedal. Because that's what we've been doing the last couple of years. So you got to keep that up. So I'm excited about this line, man. This line is, is something where I don't question it as much, man. So, and on top of that, we added Questenberry. Am I saying his name right? Questenberry? And reading, reading up on Questenberry and talking to some Titans fans and, and talking to some Titans content creators, yo, Questenberry is not, is not a joke. That's a good, that's an underrated addition to this team. Underrated addition to his team. You see what's going on here? Daquan Jones. <laughs> Daquan Jones, Titans. Questenberry, Titans. Roger Saffold, Titans. Fam. We saw what the Titans did. They won in the trenches. That's how they did it. If, if not for the injury to, to their bell cow running back in Henry, maybe this team would have went, went further. You know what I'm saying? And they were able to kind of keep the line. But had Henry stayed healthy, who knows how this, this team would have played out. But we saw the differences. We lost to the Titans. Where? In the trenches. That's where we lost. At the end of the day, the final game, the final play of that game was made in the trenches. We got beat in the trenches. It's just as simple as that. It's that simple. So what do we do? We say, let me get that guy. Let me get that guy. And let's roll. Because let me tell you, Daquan Jones was a, a big factor, a big factor in, in, in stopping what we, what we wanted to do especially on that last play. Daquan Jones had a lot to do with it. Obviously, Simmons did too, but those two boys plugged that thing up. So guess what? We got that. Remember the Titans. I see you, Vasily. You know what I mean? Oh, we're going to remember them, and we're going to bring it to them. I'm going to tell you that right now. So another, you know what? Great, great point. 
You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, listen, let's add one more. New old line coach. Bobby Johnson's gone. That's huge too. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this much, man. In the time that we've, we've been watching Bobby Johnson with this line, there hasn't been that much development. We had a second, second round rook in Cody Ford that, okay, started off his, his career pretty damn, pretty damn decent. And then nothing. No, no, like trajectory going up. Like he's getting better. He's, he's moving up. No, none of that. So, and our, our line be, stayed the same. Like nobody really, you know what I mean? Really did any, like improved or whatnot. So Aaron Cromer coming in, the experienced Aaron Cromer, the Aaron Cromer that has had success, has been an offensive play caller, short period of time. So this is a huge addition to this team. All the distractions that, you know, being that caused him to be removed off the, off this team years ago. Listen, he's ready to get his, his, his opportunity back at it again. So look for this offensive unit, this offensive line, this run game, hopefully to really be better than it was last year, because take Josh Allen out of the run scheme and purely make it on our runners. We were not very good at running the rock and establishing the run. Josh Allen makes everything run. It makes, I mean, that's what you that's what your quarterback's supposed to do. But man, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta lean more on our RBs to make these plays instead of our quarterback making plays, man. You already know that. I've been I've been telling you guys that. But we're gonna we're gonna see how this plays out. So recharge old line, yes. More confidence in this line, yes. The additions of Saffold and Questenberry, absolutely great. The re-signing of Ryan Bates, fantastic. We allowed the Bears to set the market for him. And we knew damn well we we're going to bring Ryan Bates back. And the Bears knew it too, but they had no choice. They were like, all right, all right what are we going to do? All right, let's just eight mil, I believe that number was. And Bills were like, thank you very much. <laughs> eight mil. Bring your ass back, Ryan Bates. And Ryan Bates was happy to come back. Nothing best than when a player is actually happy where he's at. When you're happy to be where you're at, I'm excited about that. Spencer Brown going into year two. Spencer Brown... Look, he looked solid, solid last year, right? He had some moments where you're like, let's work on that pass blocking, big home. Let's work on the pass blocking, right? When he played, when he swung over to left tackle, that's not for him. But that's not necessarily where he stands. That's not where he's, he's natural, right? Right tackle where he is, where he belongs, and he's going to get better. And what's great about this is now you're going to have a Cromer that comes in, is going to instill some things that maybe Bobby Johnson wasn't given. So I looked to see a huge jump in, in this offensive line play, especially for second-year player in Spencer Brown. I'm looking forward to that. He's already got a nasty mentality. He will get after that. So imagine, you know what I'm saying, he, now he becomes a student of the game and getting coached up. Woo, this offensive line is going to be nasty. This offensive line is going to be nasty, boy. I'm telling you. Silas. <laughs> Silas, my man, says, yo, we have no holes on this roster, period. Fair. It's, I'd be hard-pressed for someone to come in and say, yo, this is where your big glaring hole is. There isn't very many holes. Maybe maybe a few cracks here and there. But you used to get some crack filler, you get to go. That sounds funny that I say crack filler, but get some crack filler, and we get to go. And I think we did that in this draft. So, are we, are we comfortable with this O-line? Absolutely, I am. Deion Dawkins, pro bowler. Fam. You can't go wrong with that. You got one of the best centers in the game in Mitch Morris. You got a pro bowl left tackle in Deion Dawkins. You got a pro bowler in Roger Saffold. I believe he was an all pro at one point. 
Come on now. I'm excited about this O-line. So that's that storyline number four is this O-line. This O-line has improved. We've done a very good job in improving this O-line. And next year, we can go and find ourselves a, 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 a guard. Maybe Questenberry is the one that takes over. I mean, he's a right tackle, per se. I mean, he can swing. He's a swinging left tackle. Right, right to left, excuse me. So O-line will be somewhere maybe if, we, if the, some cuts start happening. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe Cody Ford emerges. Problem is, Cody Ford is going into what, year five? Year four, excuse me? Four or five, can't, can't, can't recall. I can't see us giving this man another contract. I can't. So this might be the last year for Cody Ford. So guess what? We're going to be looking at guard next year. Or we'll be jumping in and, and seeing what we have in, in free agency once some certain cuts start being made and a, and a prominent guy comes in that Young enough that could come in like a Ryan base. We grab Ryan base with a trade and look at now, look what's happening now. So we might have to fall into that in that, in that position. Right. So that's one. So Cody Ford, who knows what's going to happen with Cody Ford this year. Maybe he comes in and he's that guy. He, he comes in with a wonderful camp and he's pushing. I can't really see him pushing to get in the starting lineup, but that's going to be a nice backup piece. All right. So recharged old line. I'm all for it. I think we've definitely improved on the old line. So that's, for me, that's that's where I stand with that. I'm excited about this O-line. Storyline number three. So first, the storyline number, number five was Ken Dorsey. Number four was a recharged O-line. Number three, what the hell is this run game going to bring? This run game. Let's talk about it. Storyline number three. Because if we all, if we all going to keep it real, our run game was... Our, that's what we lacked last year. And I know if you look at the statistics, we were up there and we were one of the better running teams statistically. But if you take away Josh Allen, and I know that's part of his game, so it's hard to take him away, but I'm going to. We were near the bottom. We were near the bottom in running the ball with Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, Matt Breida, and whoever we wanted to have run the football. We've got to get better. We've got to get better. Now, did we get better with it with the addition of James Cook? Absolutely. We did get better, right? Now we have a back that is multiple, a back that can stretch the field, a back that can take it the distance, right? And a back that can now become a dual threat in receiving the football or bring it right back in and run the rock. So that's a big, that's a big part. In this this run game that we've I feel that we've 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 uh, we've improved on now one thing that I was listening to uh, Brian Dable excuse me not Brian Dable Brandon Bean Brandon Bean was uh, on the episode of Embedded and it was a small little clip where Steve Smith came in and was like so what are you looking at when assessing and evaluating these RBs and I guess this was the chatter right before the James Cook the James Cook draft or or whatnot I mean they they clipped it. To make it look like that's what it was. But anyway, and Brandon Bean, in short, said this game is changing. And the game is changing where you need backs that can catch the ball out of the backfield, give you give you ability that can split wide and can do both. Right. Yes. Is he going to need help in pass pro? Absolutely. Because he is not. No, he is no pass protector. So that's where that's where the interchangeable running backs come in. Whereas Zach Moss is more sturdy at pass protection, right? 
James Cook is not. But James Cook pre- presents a big problem for guys that are trying to, that are going to try to split out wide and cover him. Now, this is the NFL. And the NFL, these guys are good. Right? And Matt Milano is a very good coverage or LB. But James Cook, nine times out of ten, is going to beat you. <laughs> nine times out of ten, is going to beat you. You know what I mean? So this offensive line improvement is going to help these RBs run the rock. So this James Cook addition, I can see the vision. I can see why they brought this guy in. Now, a lot of people talking about, oh, he runs just like his brother. I don't know. I don't see the, 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 the similarities, truth be told. You got a bigger, a bigger back, more a guy that likes the contact. In my opinion, what I've seen from Dalvin Cook, James Cook is not a guy that wants the contact or will will you know I me mean, will take on the contact. He's not he's not that type of back, but still a north a north south runner, which I do like. That's what you need. That's in this day and age, this whole east west only works for so long, man. You got to start hitting north, right? So that being said, we got a mixed bag of running backs. You got the pass catching back. You've got the elusive back, and you've got the power back, right? Power back is Zach Moss, right? That's the role. That's his role. Devin Singletary definitely came about last year. He, he changed his body type. The guy was swole. He did everything that he, he needed to do to improve his game, and which he did. So this is why you got a, you got a mixed bag of three running backs on the squad. It's going to be great. It's going to be it's, – it's, you'll never know. I mean – you have different backs for different scenarios. This is what I'm actually looking forward to, funny enough. I'll tell you after. So, that being said, the return of Devin and Moss, I like it. Now, the one guy that I got to talk about is, is, is Zach Moss. Zach Moss, I know has been getting a lot of flack. Wifey says, what's up? The uh, she's trying to she's questioning me on why I have a TV in this room. She doesn't realize she doesn't realize that there was a draft not too long ago. And when you're in the draft room, you got to have the TV there. You got to have the draft on. You got to be. She's wondering why I didn't put it back, because maybe that's where it's going to be going forward. I don't know. I haven't decided. I haven't decided yet. But anyway, (laughs) everybody says, what's up? I promise you. Girl, you better get those big old things out of here. You're showing them puppies up to people. You better put them things away, girl. I promise. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Trying to get, get me all distracted. You trying to get another baby in you? What the heck? You know what I'm saying? The shop is closed. All right? Anyway, uh, got me off my game. The return of Devin and Moss. Let me tell you something about them, too. It's a very good compliment of those two. I'm Zach Moss he did not have a good year last year. He did not. And like I think he knows that. I think we all are aware of that. But I'm not going to sit here and dismiss him like he he's a bum. I can't. I just can't. I know I was disappointed in his play. Don't get me wrong. I was vocal about it. But I think he knows that himself. And this is a big year. And scheme change is probably what's going to allow us to get the Zach Moss that we thought we drafted a couple years back. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how this new scheme, new offensive line coach, new offensive coordinator is going to shake things up. Because let's let's be real with one another, man. We got Devin Singletary going into his last year of his deal. We just drafted James Cook. 
we could be in for a Zach Moss, excuse me, a yep, a Zach Moss James Cook duo next year. We've we've got we've got to to get used to that because if you think about it, it makes sense. You have the running back that can go inside, can go outside, four or five speed, so he's no slouch in Zach Moss, coupled with a receiving back in James Cook. So it could be the Moss Cook show next year. So I'm not ready. So this this is going to be very big and telling year for Zach Moss. It's going to be huge. And I think that he's going to take full advantage of it. He needs to. This is a massive year for Zach Moss because this, this NFL man, the more, the older I get and the more I, I start looking, like looking at the business of how this game is played. And I, I understand that people hate on the running back position. And it's true. It's a short, it's a short career for running back, short career for any NFL player, but especially for the running back. Right. So we're about to, we're about to see a very good back in Devin Singletary, potentially have to hit the market because these guys, these backs don't get paid. And if Zach Moss has a big year or a bigger year where we see, okay, that's the guy we drafted in the third round from Utah. That's the guy. It's easier for us to say bye to Devin Singletary. Not because he's not good. It's just that we now we're getting what we, what we were supposed to get out of Zach Moss. And let, let me remind you, let me remind you when we brought in Zach Moss, you would have noticed that, between the two of them, they were pushing Zach Moss to get more touches. You could see it. You could see him more on the field, obviously, because of pass blocking abilities. That made a huge difference. But you could, you could see they were starting to give him more. But maybe just the game was too fast for him. It just wasn't, wasn't clicking for him. So Devin Singletary was like, all right, I'm going to take that. And you saw it last year. It was like, all right, we, we tried this, this situation. It's just not working out. Devin Singletary, you're going to take the lion's share of the carries going forward. That's why this year is massive. This year is huge for Zach Moss. Zach Moss has a, a big year ahead, and I'm rooting for him. I mean, we, sh- we should all be rooting for our RBs, right? This is, this is a, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm more of the old school guy where I need a one, bat, one cowbell running back and let's go. But that's not the game these days. These days, you need a one, two back, maybe three back head monster, right? Look at the, look at the Ravens. The Ravens is a prime example. Running backs galore going over there. You know what I'm saying? So it's just one of those situations where we got, I got accepted. We got accepted that this is going to be a three back committee. So Zach Moss has an opportunity. This is a huge opportunity for Zach Moss to have a massive year. And you guys know me, man. I root for these running backs. I really do. And I want big success. And it takes less carries from Josh, Josh Allen. You don't need to give, you don't need to give the ball to Josh Allen 120 times, man. 60 to 80 carries, I'm good with that. I'm cool with that because that's part of Josh Allen's game. But you be when you're up to 120, fam, it's a little, a little too much for my liking, a little too rich for my blood. Shout out to my guy, John DeMarchi. What's up, Johnny? Johnny comes and said, hey, Bills came out in 12 with, sorry, Bills come out with 12 in 12 personnel with OJ Howard and Knox, Diggs and Davis and Cook. Defense plays 3-4 or 4-3 because two tight ends for Buff says run. Now we flex Cook out, who covers him? See, that's the problem that is going to be fa- that that teams are going to have facing these bills. These bills are going to be a problem. These bills 
are going to be a problem. And this is where we will find out what kind of offensive coordinator we have in Ken Dorsey. And if Ken Dorsey can identify that and say, you know what? I'm not playing checkers. I'm playing chess. The same way Dable was playing a lot of chess and, and teams just got annoyed with us and we were just lighting cats up. And there were moments where we just we didn't great. We didn't have great moments. But if Ken Dorsey is able to sprinkle in his own nuances into this offense where he does what John suggested, we're having a two tight end set, having digs on the outside, a little bit of Davis. I mean, listen, the, the opportunities are, are, are open. They're open for everything. And I'm looking forward to it. So back to the run game. I'm excited about, I'm excited to see what it's going to, how things are going to shape out. Why? And most, 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 the most, the biggest reason why is because like I said, I did this on purpose, right? The recharged O-line. We, we have a, a more of a run mentality O-line now, if you think about it. Ryan Bates is multiple, but Roger Saffold is way better in the run, right? And he's on the left side. Deion Dawkins is a multiple guy. He can run pass, excuse me, he can get into the, into the pass blocking, and he can run block. Then you got the rookie second year going into his second year next to Ryan Bates. This, this line is multiple, man, and we're now a balanced O-line. Instead of a pass blocking O-line, we are now going to be at, in the attack mode. Well, when we were attacking mode, guess what? We're going to have some dogs back there ready to run that rock. We're going to see how that plays out. I'm actually excited for that. I got a comment coming in from Paved Dave. It says, Zach Moss always has a scared, worried look on his face. Singletary is the animal in the backfield. Well, running backs, if you if you scared, you got to scare, if you scared to get hit when you play running back, that's not for you. Because you're going to get hit regardless at running back position. The only time you may not get hit is if you go out for a route. But you're either you're pass blocking or you're running the rock. It's just that simple. Or maybe play action, you might not. But you might get hit in play action. It'll, it'll put you on your ass. So the running back position, you cannot be in that position to be scared. And, I, I, and I'm very doubtful that any of the running backs that we have on, on, this, on this team is scared. Reggie Gilliam ain't even close to be scared. He will knock your block off. Real talk. But uh, I don't see that. In my opinion, John Heron says, yo, nobody's even talking about Crowder. Crowder is going to eat in this offense. Oof. All right. Well, I mean, I, I didn't want to get into it. I was going to try to save that for running back talk, but uh, for receiver talk, but you know what? I'll, I'll get into it a little bit. I've been, I didn't, you guys already heard me. I've been a big fan of Jameson Crowder. Crowder has been uh, a huge piece for the Jets. Was uh, a, a silent, a silent kept piece. For the for the thing, I mean, I was going to say the red is the Commanders, the Washington Football Team, whatever they're called now. He was nice. All I could, all I was hearing was this Crowder, Jameson Crowder, Crowder, and then Crowder signs with the Jets, and he was he was absolute beast with the Jets. So I'm glad he's on our squad. He's only 28 years old. A lot of folks are, oh, he's an older guy, 28. He's the same age as freaking uh, Stefan Diggs. So like this whole this whole scenario that people you want to want to age him out. He's 20 years old for crying out loud. Anyway, I digress. But Jamison Crowder, just to, just to get on uh, John Herring about bringing that up, fam, nobody's sleeping on Jamison Crowder. A lot of people feel that he's going to have a very big year. Let's, let's keep it real. We loved Cole Beasley. Cole, Be Cole Beasley was excellent in his, in his role with the Bills. You want that third and two or that second and five? Cole Beasley will get open. 
challenge with that is Cole Beasley will get open and then go right down. <laughs> you know what I mean? He ain't going to give you the run after catch. It's rare that he does. He'll get you the, he'll get you the sticks, or if he's shy of the sticks, he will get you that first down and get those one or two yards to get you to the sticks. Jameson Crowder, on the other hand, will not only get you to the sticks, but he will make his way in creating for himself to get more yardage, right? But that's on Josh Allen as well, because Josh Allen said it himself. He's like, I've got a lot of things to improve on, right? And we're, I'm, I'm, we're going to get into that in just, in just a little bit. But Josh Allen has mentioned the very same things. And the one thing he said he needed to work on this year was allowing his receivers to do more with the football. All that means is I got to lead my guys. I got to lead them where they catch the ball and just let them do work. Why do you think, you know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. There's no question about it. He's the, he's the GOAT, right? But a lot, of the, a lot of times, man, he would just, these crossing routes, man, he'd just dump it off and allow his guys to do what he does. Prime example, Tampa Bay against the Bills. On the final play, or the, the dagger, was a crossing route to who was it? I can't, I can't remember who the, the receiver was for Tampa, but uh, and we got mixed up in our coverage, obviously, but it was a crossing route that went for like 49 yards or 50 yards. It wasn't a big, deep ball. No. Crossing route dump off 10 yards max, if that. So Josh Allen is going to have that opportunity with the amount of weapons this guy has on this freaking offense. Yo, make life easy for yourself. You got Isaiah McKenzie, you got Khalil Shakir, you got Gabe Davis, you got Stephon Diggs, you got James Cook, fan, OJ Howard, <laughs> Dawson Knox. Let them let them roam. Give it to them where they can just do what they do. You've seen Dawson Knox with the football. You get this man out in the open. It's a problem for DBs. DBs do not want to tackle that man because he will either run your ass over or he will stiff you into the ground. Remember the Bengals game? Was it the Bengals game? Or was it the Broncos game? No, it was the Denver Broncos. It was the Denver Broncos. It was, I think it was the Cincinnati Bengals, where he absolutely buried this dude. The stiff arm from, from I mean, King Henry's got the best stiff arm in the game. But Dawson Knox, man, you give him enough room with the football, it's a problem for defensive backs. So this is where we're going to see what Josh Allen, how he improves and gives these guys opportunities because guys like Jameson Crowder and the rest of this offense, Watch out. Watch out. John Henry, thanks for bringing that up, by the way. Great point. Great freaking point. So this run game that we're going to be bringing to the Bills, it's going to be fun. And then all of a sudden, and now we've now we added a James Cook to this team. I mean, I, ta I talked about it a little bit, and I'm coming around in this James Cook, obviously. I'm, 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 I'm over this whole Brees Hall situation. It's over and done with, but now it's, it's, it's James Cook season. It's baby Cook season. You know what I'm saying? The brother of Dalvin Cook. And that's the thing, man. A lot of people want to say, oh, the brother of. Yo, enough of that already now. All right, we get it. Now it's James Cook, man. Enough of this, the brother of. We're done. We get it. So James Cook, now you're in the league. Let's get it. Now you're on the bills. Let's get it. At the end of the day, we root for the, we root for the red, white, and blue, right? We, we, we root for the charging buffalo. So let's go. Let's get it. So James Cook is part of us now. So good luck trying to cover this man, especially when he's out there. And we're going to get, and this is why I got, it got me excited because I was, I, was, I was watching the embedded and I'm, I'm looking at Terrell Bernard because that's who I got was most excited. I was like, damn, this, this could be very cool. And then I'm like, shoot, on the offensive side of the ball, 
we got James Cook that way where we were maybe our offense is stagnant and all of a sudden we just bring James Cook on the outside one on one with a linebacker. He's gone. We flip the field just like that. It's exciting. I mean, I mean, I'm 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 looking forward to how this offense plays out. It's gonna be fun. So this run, this this run game, we gotta we gotta make sure that we protect Josh Allen. And how we protect Josh Allen is by being efficient in running this damn rock, right? Take full advantage of this three-headed monster in the in the backfield with Zach Moss, with Devin Singletary, because you know Devin Singletary, he's gonna get he's gonna get it. James Cook is gonna do what he does, and Zach Moss, well. This is the year for Zach Moss. You got to. This is where you need to show what you got. Because this, this, this league can be very unforgiving. Unforgiving. We, you could find yourself on the team next year or you find yourself somewhere else looking. And Devin Sing, it's going to be the Devin Singletary and James Cook show. But keep in mind, Dev, Dev is in the last year of his deal. So that's why Cook and Moss could be the combo next year. So guess what? Moss, we look, we're looking for you, man. We're going to see how this plays out for you. We're going to see how this plays out. My man, John Marlowe says, hey, I have a gut feeling our rookies are going to, are going to blow our minds, man. Please, please, Bills, keep the foot on their throats. You damn right, man. And I think the mentality is there, man. When you see, when you see Josh Allen, when he gets in his whole sicko mode, and I hope he gets in that mode and the rookies are watching. Kyrie Elam already knows what time it is, right? The bloodlines are in him. He knows what time it is. You're saying Dalvin. If you got me saying Dalvin. James Cook should know what time it is, man. You've been watching your brother. Your brother's been telling you all about it. You're, you've come into a great situation. Yo, they know what time it is, man. When Josh Allen gets in sickle mode, when Josh Allen gets in that mode, y'all pay attention. That's what we bring to Buffalo. I'm telling you. Question comes from uh, John. John says, yo, which RB doesn't make the roster? If an RB was not to make the roster, it would it would obviously be Duke Johnson, right? Because we drafted, I mean, listen, if you think about it, we went after McKissick. McKissick was like, nah, I'm good. I'm going back to Washington. So we kind of showed our hand in that in that regard. So then we went ahead and got a pass catching back that can run the rock out of the U and Duke Johnson. And Duke Johnson is no slouch, by the way. He can play. But then we draft James Cook. And James Cook is pretty much the replacement or the McKissick that we wanted. So it pretty much replaces Duke Johnson. So to me, I'd keep my young backs on the squad. And Duke Johnson ends up being the early release. And they might, and I say early release because they might give him a shot so he can latch on somewhere else. Or they put him on the practice squad, which I doubt that he'll take. But sometimes you have no choice. Sometimes you got no choice. We'll see how that plays out for next year. A great question, John. All right, on to the next topic. On to the next topic here. Jordan Poyer. Jordan Poyer, the headline right now, that's the second highest headline for me is, is Jordan Poyer. I battled that. I, I was like, should I be first? Should I be number Man, bump that. It could be number one, but I, we're going to talk about it right now. Jordan freaking Poyer. What is going on with Jordan Poyer? There's silence. There's crickets right now. Ain't nobody talking about Jordan Poirier. But we know this is a situation. He dumps his old representation. And he grabs one of the 
sharks, if you will, of agents in Rosenhaus. Jordan Poirier should get his money. He didn't get new representation for him to sit all offseason and wait till next year. To, okay, let's, let's negotiate. No, he got his agent this year, a few months, what, a couple months ago, a month ago, for this very reason. For this very reason. And I can't see them not striking a deal. It doesn't make any sense. So right now, he's put the Bills in a situation. Now, you can't break up the band. You can't break up, you can't take Jordan Poirier out of the off of, of the defense and expect the same results that we got last year. Those two, those two are, and I have both sides to look at it, by the way. But those two, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier, were the biggest reasons as to why this defense remained the same. And when I say the same, remain the top defense in the game. Because those guys quarterbacked that defensive backfield extremely well. Two veteran guys alongside the departed Levi Wallace. Levi Wallace has been in the game long enough. He's been in the defense long enough. So he knows. He's a veteran guy too. He knows, right? And then you got Jordan. Then you got Trey White. So right now, when you're looking at this defensive backfield, and Jordan Poyer is out there looming and wants a new deal and seeing everybody get paid. And when you look at his play, and he's worked his tail off, the man has worked his tail off to A, get recognition from the league, B, get recognition from his own team. And now he wants validation. I got my rec- I got my recognition. All pro, Pro Bowl guy. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've done what I needed to do. I went from being rejected by the Browns to reinventing myself with the Bills, and now I'm one of the top safeties in the game. Pay me. And he should get paid. So what are we waiting for? Get it over and done with. Are we, are we making a big cut on this team that's going to free up some, some, some money and then we... You got to pay this man. Or, on the flip side, is being like fam. Pump the brakes. You and Hyde are in your 30s. This is where, you know what I mean, things start to kind of go on the, on the downhill. And this is where you want to get paid. Although I agree that you've done everything you need to do to show that you, you, you deserve this money. I don't know if this money is going to come from me. So what are we doing? Are we really going really to let Jordan Poirier walk? Are we? Sounds crazy, right? But it's a real freaking possibility. I really don't want it to happen because if we're if we're if we're really truly serious about making this run, especially because we got the D line the, the D line that we have right now, you want to keep everybody intact. You want to. You want to be able to protect your rookie cornerback that we just drafted. You want to be able to figure figure out what we're going to do on the other corner side with Trey White being in recovery mode. Look at the receivers that are in our division, right? The Jets don't have slouches at, at receiver out there. They got some good ball players out there. 
The Miami Dolphins got some good damn ball players out there. The Patriots just picked up Parker. Big boy that's given us issues. Bigger type of receiver. So we want to be able to keep that defensive backfield intact. So why haven't we just got this thing over and done with and let's get back to ball. Let's get back to business. That is a looming piece and not a whole lot of chatter is going on about it, but it's got to happen. One way or another, it's got to happen. That contract has been looming. I mean, the extension that he wants has been looming for a while now. And it's a storyline that's kind of something we're getting buried. Bring it back up. and We need to get this man paid if we're really trying to make that run. Now, keep in mind, we've got some good depth pieces on this squad. We've got Jaquan Johnson, was a ball hawk in college. Good special teamer for us right now. Is he ready to take on the role of Jordan Poirier? So Ron Neal just got paid, but he's he's our tweener, right? He's our nickelback slash safety. Is he ready to take on the role of Jordan Poirier? Did they pay him to be that guy? Or was he paid as a special teamer? He's, he's the special team's ace. That's one. DeMar Hamlin, the pit product. DeMar Hamlin had a damn good, good camp last year. Made the roster and everything. Is DeMar Hamlin ready to take over for that role that Jordan Poirier is holding right now? This camp this year is going to be, is going to be something to watch, right? Then you bring in Terrell, you get Terrell Bernard. That is a sneaky good pick. And I'm starting to really, really, really like what I'm with the mindset of bringing a guy in like him. Right. And there's been there's been some some things I've read that oh maybe he could be a safety. Who knows? Right. Then you got Benford. Christian Benford. That could go from nickel to safety. So like there's so many pieces on this team that could that potentially can fill in if we don't get something done with Jordan Poirier. And if we do get something done with Jordan Poirier, we just have beautiful depth on this team. But let's not kid ourselves and think that the Bills haven't thought about the situation and haven't thought about, you know what I'm saying, life without Jordan Poirier. But is this the time to, to be doing this whole life without Jordan Poirier? Because Jordan Poirier needs to be on this team. It's a need. We need to make sure he's he's he stays on the squad and we and we have him going forward. And this goes to the age-old question that we've had before multiple times. Are we trying to keep these two together, Micah Hyde, until both contracts are done and we move on? And we can't do that. We've got to keep one over the other. So which one is it that you value more? Is it a Jordan Poirier-led defense or is it a Micah Hyde-led defense? Who would you rather keep? Do you want the, the Micah Hyde and somebody else? And it's a it's a tough question. I hate even bringing it up, but we're here. We are here. And we've yet to address the contract talks with Jordan Porter. So that is something that should be talked about. Now you got James Bradbury out there. James Bradbury finally released. We've been talking about James Bradbury being a very good piece to the Bills, right? Has played before. All pro corner, I believe he's an all pro corner, has played for Coach McDermott right after he lost. He lost um 
Josh Norman. So at one point, that was an opportunity before we drafted Kyir Elam. Now, here's the deal. What do you do in this situation? It's a tough position to be in. I mean, the easy route is we don't even draft. We don't even look at, at excuse me, we don't even sign, sign Bradbury and we just kind of let him be and he'll go somewhere, right? I know I think the, the conversations where the Raiders are looking at bringing James Bradbury in. Now, if the Bills are considering bringing James Bradbury in, there's two ways to look at this. You bring him in because he's a veteran piece. He's a good piece. He's a pro bowler. He's an all pro corner. He had a very good year. What is his last? I believe his last year with the Panthers, I believe, for the year. I can't remember exactly what year. He had a very good year, which got him paid big money to go to the Giants. And he had a very good year his first year. So the boy can play. He's nice. So, of course, it makes sense to bring him to the Bills. You put him, boom, right in that line. You have a first-round rookie corner that now can doesn't, doesn't have the pressure of taking on cornerback two roles. You, you, get, you let James Bradbury take over one side. Trey White comes back. And you got Trey White and Bradbury. Length corner in Bradbury. That makes sense. If you're trying to make a run for the freaking Super Bowl, you bring in talent. But you didn't, just, you didn't just pick up a corner in the first round to have him sit. The best way to learn is to get on the freaking field. And you guys are know how I feel. You you draft a person in the first round, you need him playing immediately. And they brought him there for that reason. So that's the one way you to look at it. You uh, James Bradbury just wouldn't fit. It would fit for for a scheme wise, yes, but it wouldn't fit because we just drafted a guy and then Trey White's coming back. So what happens then? Trey White comes back. What are you gonna do if Kyrie is having a monster year? You're gonna just sit Kyrie because James Brad? Nah, you can't do that. Can't do that. So for me, you got to roll with what you got. Dane Jackson, or you bring in a, a, a lower, a lower, I guess, a lower priced corner because James Bradbury is going to look for some good money. Now, whether it's going to be a one-year deal somewhere, who knows? It's probably going to most likely be that way. But in that regard, you got to roll with your corner that you grabbed, you grabbed in the first. Bringing in James Bradbury does muddy the waters because when Trey White does come back, what do you do now? Right? I know depth is great, but that's going to be a very expensive piece that you're going to sit on the bench because you want to get your rookie going. It's a, it's a big one, man. So for me, Bradbury would be a great addition. I would, I would invite that. I would love that. But I'm also okay with going with Kyrie and Dane Jackson until, until my man Trey White comes back, and then we'll go from there. But, man, James Bradbury, that would be a nice addition to the squad. I'm not going to front. It would be. But then you got you to gotta look at it logistically. Is, is, is it going to make sense? Is it going to make sense? He's available. All I mean, we can get him for what, of a good price. But guess what? Jordan Poirier needs to be paid first before we start freaking bringing on anybody else. So Jordan Poirier, get that damn deal done. Although Bradbury would be cool, but then that what, what kind of message are you sending to Jordan Poirier? Oh, y'all paying, y'all paying guys off the street, but you don't want to pay me? It goes right back to that position, folks. It goes right back to that position. So for me, you got to get that damn deal done. It's probably going to get done when we least expect it, but it's got to. And if it doesn't, question the real question is, are we prepared to go to battle without Jordan Poyer? 
life without Jordan Poirier on this defense? Are the Bills prepared for that? Well, if you look at their depth pieces, it tells me they are. Demar Hamlin, Jaquan Johnson, Benford. So we'll see. We will see how, how this is going to play out because uh, it's a very interesting storyline. The storyline doesn't end there, right? Can we trust Dane Jackson? Let me get this, this super chat out of the way. Rico, depth isn't, depth isn't really uh, depth until they prove themselves. Until then, they just players trying to make a team as far as these people we drafted. No, you're right about that, man. It's true. Depth on paper based on, on you know, I mean, the, the attributes that they bring to the team looks good. But you're right. Until they show it and prove it that they're a good depth piece, you're just a player that's trying to make the teams. I see what you're saying, man. I definitely see what you're saying. So with with this whole Jordan Poirier situation, it then it then makes you, you kind of dive into other things, right? Can we trust Dane Jackson? Is Dane Jackson ready for this year three? You read this is usually when players take their biggest leap in the third year. First year, your rookie year, you're learning a lot. Second year, you're know saying you're allowed to play faster because you've the, the 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 learning curve of first year is a little is a little it's, it's somewhat over, right? You're going into a second year, so it allows you. All right, I already know the playbook. I know what I'm going on. This is if coaching and everything stays the same. Now I play faster. I'm going to still make my mistakes, but I'm playing faster. Third year, this is where, okay, let's get busy. And Dane Jackson, it's his get busy year. And I think that he's going to embrace this get busy year. So Dane Jackson in his get busy year, I think will be great. A great little backup right now until Trey White comes back. And then he's the next man up. Next man up. Something happens. Dane Jackson is right in there. I mean, we did draft a man in seventh round. It wasn't like we drafted him in the second. We drafted him in the seventh round. So he's still got to prove himself. And if he comes in and says, yo, I'm that guy, I'm that dude, bonus for the Bills. It's a bonus for the Bills. But right now, I think it's going to be Kyrie and Dane holding it down with a great pass rush coming from Von Miller, Greg Rousseau, Boogie Basham, Tim Settle, Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver, I mean, AJ Panessa for crying out loud, the freaking lineman we have on this, and Jordan Phillips, uh, freaking. Fam, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So we'll see. We'll see how this plays out, man. It's, it's going to be fun. My man, Rev Rose. What up, Rev? Rev says, yo, I missed Bradbury getting released. Dang. If we get JB and skip Poyer, Poyer's requesting a release. Well, I'll tell you right now, if we bring in Bradbury and we decide to pay somebody off the streets, Poyer's going to have every reason, every reason to say, what are y'all doing? Ref says, hey, Nate Peterman, in my Rico voice. Nate Peterman! Well, folks, if you guys don't know about Nate Peterman, Nate Peterman is back in it. He just got signed by the Bears. Trevor Simeon better watch out. That number two quarterback spot is not, is not in your hands, my friend. Nate Peterman is on that ass. I mean, I'm not going to say he's going to try to get that number one spot, but you know what I'm saying? You never know with Nate. Nate Peterman, my dog. Yo, I'm going to try to reach out to Nate Peterman, try to get him on the show. Wouldn't that be dope? He's probably like, yo, is this a joke? I was like, and he and people are gonna have to tell him, no, it's not a joke. <laughs> he actually fucks with you. Real talk. Anyway, so this cornerback room is one to very much pay attention to this whole Jordan Poirier situation, man. Listen, cut the BS, just pay the man. Cut the bullshit and just pay the man and let's keep it moving. Let's let's now focus on freaking getting this thing done. Like, I don't know what we're waiting on. Like, what you waiting on, man? 
The longer you wait, the more this man's gonna be like, yo, what are we doing? You're gonna are you gonna wait for me to now stop showing up to mandatory? And then now I look like the bad guy. Well, he's under contract, so he's gotta be here. It's like, fam, cut the BS. You guys already know what it is. I gave you enough time to know what my intentions are. I want to be with this team long term. Pay me. Just pay me. What are we waiting for? Come on now. Oh, snap. What? Did I just miss something? Jordan Phillips is, is gone. When did that happen? <laughs> Am I under a rock? Nah, you tripping. Yo, when did I miss that news? I think, oh, you know what? I think you're talking about, <laughs> you're talking about Harrison Phillips, man. I said Jordan Phillips. Now nah, you're talking, you're talking about Harrison Phillips, my man. <laughs> I was like, well, we just signed the man. Am I, am I out of, am I under a rock here? Come on. Are you tripping? Harrison Phillips. Yes. Horrible Harry Vikings. Yes. Jordan Phillips. Bills. Yes. You almost had me second guess myself there. I was like, what the hell? What the heck? Anyway. Yeah, he's getting them both confused. I get it. I get it. I get it. All right. Last storyline of the year of, 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 of the show for me. How will Josh Allen perform under the new OC? That's the big one. Josh Allen is elite. Josh Allen is a top five quarterback. Josh Allen is that dude. But we also have a new offensive coordinator. How is he going to react to that? For me, just fine. <laughs> just mother effing fine, man. Josh Allen's going to be that dude. He's going to be that dude no matter what. No matter who. he's He is now in that, and this is something I said two years ago. A year and a half ago, two years ago. And it, it, something like this. I said, with Josh Allen, he's going to come, he's going to be at that point of elite stature that at one point, it won't matter I won't say it won't matter. It doesn't matter all the time, but it won't matter as much as to who you surround Josh Allen with because he's going to be so elite that just give me competent enough receivers and I'll make them who they are, right? At this point, we're good. We're locked into to digs. We're locked into it with, with, uh, with uh, Gabriel Davis on his rookie year. Jameson Crowder's on the squad right now. Dawson Knox, I mean, we're locked in with some good talent on the squad. At one point, with that huge contract, when that big balloon comes and boom, blows things up, we're going to have to start making, making roster moves. And the one thing that's going to stay constant is Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is here for the next four or five years, right? Six years if he does his whole, if whole, whole stint. So with Josh Allen, there's no question about it, man. There's no question about it. He's going to be a star. The guy is a superstar. It's just what he's, he's, he's reached superstar level. There's star and there's there's a, a budding. He's getting there. He's getting there. Yo, Josh is on superstar level. That dude is like now he's making his rounds all over the place. You know, when people are talking about you, when it has nothing to do with football, Josh is out with his girl. Josh is at the bowling thing. Josh is, is golfing. Josh is this, that. Yo, fam, he's that dude. Right. So I don't I don't see any issues uh, going forward with him partnering up with new offense coordinator Ken Dorsey. Right. He's going to adapt to what Ken Dorsey's like. Dable is now gone. So now it's, you're going to be building a new relationship with Ken Dorsey. It's a different one, right? Ken Dorsey was always there for you in the quarterback room. So you guys already have that. Now that he's the play caller, now that it's an in-game, is different, right? 
So you're going to you're going to know what's frustrating Allen right off the bat. You're going to know all those things. But now on a play caller level, it's different. That's why I was questioning, is he going to be in the booth or is he going to be right on field level with Josh Allen? That'll be fun. That'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Now, it's probably a useless tidbit of information, but we already saw those. Well, at one point, Dable came down on the field. You know what I'm saying? When things were clicking, he came down onto the field. I think maybe McDermott was like, get your ass down here. This whole thing up there, nah, get your ass down here. And he did it for a couple couple games, I think, a game or two. And then we're right, right back up to the booth because things started to cool off again. We started getting our, our act together. So it'll be fun to see how that plays out, right? Will we see less Allen running the football this year? I'm looking forward to that. 120 carries. Is it going to be reduced? Are we going to see more of a traditional, you know, let Allen do what he does in the air because we've got so many freaking weapons? Or is it going to be more controlled, right? You know, a lot of times Josh Allen takes off because he doesn't see anything, right? But those, those, the, 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 the designed quarterback sweep with everybody around. I mean, those are cool sometimes. Boy, does he get does he get beat up when he does that? Are we doing less of that, right? With a new offensive coordinator with Josh Allen, right? So that'd be interesting to, to see too as well. How involved, and this is a big one, how involved is McDermott going to be in this offensive play calling, right? Is he going to allow Ken Dorsey to truly be that guy? the way he allowed Brian Dable to. Because I always felt that there was, there were moments where Dable would intervene in play calling and say, run the freaking ball. I just, that's just my opinion. And I think there was a lot of philosophical differences between both coaches. Now you have a younger guy, you know what I'm saying, that's kind of coming into a new position. How much of a thumbprint is McDermott going to have in this offense? That is something I'm going to be watching. Are we going to see a lot more runs? You see what we've done with the O-line. You've seen what we've done, you know what I'm saying, with who we brought to the O-line. You see the, the, the return, the return of Aaron Cromer. So, like, are we, are we shifting philosophies? Is that a McDermott thing? So that, I'm going to be paying attention to that to see how this offense is going to be playing out. It's going to be super interesting, right? And how, how big a role is... Kyle Brady going to play into this? Don't forget, we brought in, I believe his name is Kyle Brady. But how, how big is, is Brady, the, the coordinator that came from the Panthers, now with us in the role of Ken Dorsey's quarterback coaching? How big of an influence is he going to have on this offense as well? It's going to be like there's so many minds that are going to put their heads together. It's, listen, Joe Brady, excuse me, I said Kyle Brady. <laughs> Joe Brady, thank you, Butterbean. How big, how big uh, of a role is Joe Brady? Is is Joe Brady going to play in this situation? That's in that. That's where I'm going to like. It's like, are there going to be too many? And this is this offense is going to be interesting because you got Cromer that's going to be involved heavily. You got new offense going to Ken Dorsey. Then you got Joe Brady that's well respected that's going to be involved. I hope they don't muddy things too much where there's just so many input and it's just in disarray. I really hope every, everything comes together seamlessly. There is one guy that's calling the plays and everything is just done, done right. So uh, having a lot of these guys together, new faces, can be problematic because there's so many differences, right? I hope they're all on one page and this offense is seamless and we're just lighting cats up. Lighting cats up.
So uh, very interesting. Uh, we'll see how this Josh Allen performance under his new team, new coaching, new coaching on this uh, new offensive coaches. Sometimes, I mean, Josh was used to just two voices, right? You had Dable and you had Dorsey. Now you got Dable gone. You got Dorsey. Now you got Brady and then you got Cromer in there. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, man. So, uh, but because Josh is so damn elite, I see no issues. I think we just light shit up and we don't stop. We don't stop. All right. That's it. One more for me. And there's a bonus one. AFC sleeper teams. I'm going to tell you right now, man, there are two teams right now that stand out to me that are going to be a team to watch. And you guys are going to think I'm, I'm, I'm bugging when I say this, but I ain't. But before I get into that, you let me know two teams right now in AFC that are, are sleeper, sleeper teams and, and they're going to sneak up on people. And you're going to be without, and with, with a blink of an eye, you're going to be like, how the heck is that team in the AFC with that record? Holy crap. We got to watch out for this team. I'll tell you right now. Colts. I said it before, I think a, a couple weeks ago when I had Rev and I had my man Z-Bot on the show and we were talking about our sleeper teams. And I told you, Colts are going to be a freaking problem. They finally got their quarterback, a very good quarterback, a borderline Hall of Fame quarterback, all pro quarterback. So they know, we know they're going to be a damn problem. Big time running back. They got some big time. They got Alec Pierce, speedster on the, on the, on the side. You got Parrish Campbell. That's going to be, hopefully he's healthy. You got a very good old line. They added Behrman on that team. Dude, that, that team is going to be a team that you don't want to see. The Colts. Good on the Colts, man. I mean, we already know the gauntlet of AFC teams that are going to be really nice. But I'm going to tell you right now, man, there's one team that you guys are thinking I'm bugging when I say this, but you better not sleep on this damn Jets team. You can't. You can't sleep on the Jets. They've added too many good pieces. They already added good pieces last year. They're going to get healthy. Obviously, it's going to come down to their quarterback being, being, you know what I'm saying, what they're supposed to be. But they're taking the Josh Allen approach. Scary. Because they think every, everybody thinks it's just going to work. Josh Allen's just a different cat. But they're built. They're giving this guy pieces around him, right? How do you how do you trust your 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 quarterback, or how do you how do you build with your quarterback? You give him weapons around him. That's what we did to Josh Allen. His first year, Josh Allen didn't have any pieces on his team. It wasn't good. But we were in a rebuild, and we were trying to you know we retool this team until we got him some weapons. The minute we got him weapons, what happened? to Josh Allen's skill set, boom, lighten shit up. And it, we just kept on adding better pieces around him. And he's he's who he is, obviously because of himself, because he's just that dude. But then we add great pieces around him. It's different. Zach Wilson has some good teams on. Uh, got some good good players around him. You got Corey Davis over there. You got Moore over there. You know what I'm saying? They brought in Brees Hall, and they have Carter as, as dude, and they got freaking Rutger. They got a good offensive side of the ball, and the offensive line got better. This Jets team could, could be sleeper team. Sleeper team alert. Y'all think I'm playing with y'all, but you watch. You watch. I'm telling you right now, man. I feel bad for the Patriots. Well, I speak. Yo, suck by man. Well, 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 well. Uh, Maybach Mel, what's up, fam? Um, yo, Patriots better watch out. Speaking of Maybach Mel, yo, your Patriots better watch out for these Jets, man. You got to watch out for these Jets. And you guys think I'm playing with you. Just watch the Jets. They're, they're going to be sleeper, sleeping team, right? 
And they're not ready yet. Don't get me wrong. They're not ready to be that team to kind of like jump out and start whooping ass. But the next couple of years, they're going to be a challenge because you can see the shift is happening. Patriots are, they're going to be somewhat competitive, but like they just, they just don't draft well, man. And, and right now it's just, there's, there's a tide. The tide has turned and the tables have turned on this team, man. So it's going to be bills all day. And the Dolphins and the Jets are going to be duking it out. And, and Dolphins are trying to come for our block. They're trying to come for a block. So the AFC East went from Patriots, all-day Patriots, to the Bills are taking over. And then now the, the Miami Dolphins are like, nah, fam, we, we won in this party. And the Jets are like, yo, wait, wait up. I'm one in two. So we're going to see, man. We're going to see. And, this, and things, I, I, I took the sleeper team, the team that you don't think anybody, nobody's talking about, right? Ain't nobody, like the Denver Broncos are not a sleeper team. You know they're going to be good. The Raiders are not a sleeper team. You know they're going to be, it's the team that you don't, everybody's like, it's that team, right? It's the Jags. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's the, right? And all of a sudden, boom, here come the friggin' Jets. All of a sudden. That's what a sleeper team is, right? Nobody's, nobody's paying attention to them. So we'll see. We'll see how it plays out, man. Maybe the Jets will be trashed. I have no idea. But they've got some good pieces on that team that just don't be shocked. If, you know what I'm saying, they start winning games, you're like, holy crap, these Jets are really doing it. You got to take the, be objective, guys. Don't just, because you hate the Jets. Forget about that, man. Zach Wilson, can, he can sling the rock. And he's not afraid to make mistakes. That's what Josh Allen was. Sling the rock and not afraid to freaking throw that thing there. Get some good coaching around his ass. Get some good weapons around his ass. And he'll be pretty damn decent. But it all falls on him. Just like it did back, back then. Josh Allen, it all falls on Josh. What can Josh do? And you saw the ascension of Josh. So we're going to see. Sal says, yo, the Jets are the Jets. Stop it. See, this is what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. The Jets are the Jets. All right. That's what people said about the Bills, remember? The Bills are the Bills. Until the Bills started whooping ass, and they're like, holy shit, watch out for the Bills. It's, that's just the way it is. Sometimes it happens that way, man. That's the cycle. That's the cycle. That's what keeps the NFL the NFL, how great the NFL is. A lot of parity in the LFL, in the NFL. It's just what it is. Like, look, the, the Bengals were a four-win team last year. And, the, and everybody's like, ah, it's just the Bengals. Ah, just the Bengals. Watch out for the Bengals. And the Bengals go to the freaking Super Bowl. Yo, stop stop playing, man. People just need to get, get out of your feelings. And oh, it's just the, it's just the, well, guess what? Sometimes it's just the creased up on you and whoops your ass. Ah, it's just the Jags. The Jags win nine to six. It's just the, you can't do that anymore. In this league, any given Sunday. And for the Bengals, you saw that team go from a four-win team to a freaking Super Bowl freaking team. I'm just saying. So, that's my show. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate y'all. You guys have been great. While you guys are still here, smash that like while you're in here. Let's get this, let's get this video to 350 likes. 350 likes is very, that's, that's, y'all can do that. I, I believe in y'all. So shout out to everybody watching from YouTube. Shout out to everybody watching from Facebook. Appreciate y'all. You know what I'm saying? Y'all been rocking with the Bills for a while now. Uh, I'm trying to, we, me and, uh, and Zeba, we're trying to make something happen, man. I mean, we, we have something in store. We're going to see if we, it, it, it can happen, man. It has something to do with me traveling and over, going to going to the buff. You know what I'm saying? And I got to figure out these flights and are going to be death to me, man. These flights are freaking expensive. And gas is not a, is a bitch. Gas is a bitch, so fuel is a bitch. So if we can make it happen, man, we got something special coming to you. So uh, keep it, keep your eyes peeled for that. So, folks, 
thank you guys for tuning in on a Wednesday night. This is off for me. I usually am on Tuesday nights, but this is a Wednesday night, and I appreciate you all tuning in. Um, smash that like while you guys are in here. If you guys have not subscribed to the channel, do me a favor. Subscribe to the channel. If you guys have not followed me on Twitter, do me that favor. Follow me, Rico underscore BF underscore. These damn underscores get me freaking fired up, man. I just want to just put Rico, but what you going to do, man? So on Twitter, Rico underscore BF underscore. You got me all messed up. Rico underscore BF underscore. That's it. I got it right. Um, and uh, that's it, man. If you guys enjoyed the show, appreciate that. Smash that like. Subscribe to the channel. Even if you're a Bills fan, even, even if you're you're Jets fan, whatever. I got love for everybody, man. So come through and uh, we go from there, man. So shout out to my team, the right, the blogging team. The right team is, is cranking out articles every single day. Shout out to my guy Rev. Shout out to my guy Zbot. You know what I'm saying? You can catch my boys on Mondays. Monday at noon, you get my rep, my guy Rev. Giving y'all some 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 preaching to y'all, man. If you guys haven't checked it out, he's he's talking about the AFC squads that are going to give us problems and the teams that you should not be sleeping on. So go ahead and check out my man Rev's video. It's up right now. It's almost at three thousand likes. Uh, excuse me, three thousand views. Let's get that thing up there, right? Q, my man, I appreciate that. Thanks for that subscription, and uh, we appreciate that, man. So if you guys have haven't have joined the Bing Squad, join the Bing Squad. It's very simple. I'm gonna tell you right, it is supportbf.com. You go to supportbf.com, everything is there. If you have not downloaded our app, get on our app. Our app is the BF Network. If you want everything, Bills, everything, Buffalo Fanatics is right there on the app. It's that simple. Wash your hands. You don't got to go anywhere else. Breaking news, everything's going to be right there, and you get notifications on your phone. So anytime that we are ready to go and hit you live, there's nothing much for you to do, man. It's on your phone. Oh, shit. Rico's going live. Beep. Done. Fini. That's it, man. So, folks, thank you for your time. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. So, recapping, five storylines that we got to pay attention to, right? Offense quarter, Ken Dorsey. What's he going to be like? Is he going to change things up? Is he going to keep things the same? Four, the recharged old line. Let's pay attention to how this line is going to look in camp and during the season. This line is underrated, man. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a good line, and we're going to see our, off, our run game take off. Speaking of the run game, we got a three-headed monster. Who out of the three-headed monster is going to have to step their game up? Zach Moss. And I believe in him. And I think he's going to have the year that we need him to have. And it's going to remind us that's the guy we drafted from Utah. So, Zach Moss, get it together. We're watching you, my guy. We're watching you, man. I want you to have success. Let's do it. James Cook, big-time success coming from the Rook. And we already know Devin, Sing Devin Singletary is going to get busy. So, let's do it, right? Number two, Jordan Poyer. Pay the man. Stop with the game. Stop with the delay. Listen, just pay him. And if you're not, we got to get used to life without Jordan Poyer. Who's going to be in that Jordan Poyer role? Jaquan Johnson, DeMar Hamlin, Terrell Bernard, or is it going to be Christian Benford? Who the heck knows? But what I do know is that this team is not the same without Jordan Poyer. Pay the man. Simple as that. Last but not least, Josh Allen. That dude. But Josh Allen is going to have new faces to deal with in, in the locker room. Joe Brady being one of them, Aaron Cromer being another, and then you got a new offense coordinator in Ken Dorsey. The good thing about it is Ken Dorsey has been with Josh Allen the last four years. So continuity does matter in that regard. I always talk about continuity being overrated. Sometimes you just got to bring talent. But this, when it comes to coaching, continuity means everything. So at the end of the day, let's see how this plays out. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Appreciate y'all. And uh, that's my time. So 
until next time folks we'll catch you on the flip side let me get my music up and let's do it up so folks enjoy the rest of your evening we will see you back again on friday night live i'm gonna start trying to bring some special guests on if you have guests that you feel that i would be great to have an interview tell me about it if it's a player tell me about it if it's a collab that you want me to collab with another content creator that you feel this would work bring it if not you might you're gonna see me i might bring my man rev on i might bring my man zbot on we're gonna have a show for y'all so until next time ladies and gentlemen it's your boy and i'm gone let's go have yourself a great evening let's go baby Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.